Hello and welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast. My name is Julian Carl, CEO and co-founder of Synergen Group, and once again, really happy to bring you another content episode. So in today's show, I talk about something that I'm really passionate about, which is this idea of customer. And I'm looking at it from three particular uh, perspectives in this episode. The first is the the, the journey, and, and that's right through to uh, things like customer service, satisfaction, customer centricity, experience. And I share with you where I think businesses should be playing in terms of that, that journey. I also share with you in the episode this idea of the rater model. So it's a, it's a really good model for doing a quick little diagnostic on yourself within a set framework. And the final thing that I really focus in on in the, the episode is the idea of the level of value that you're providing to your customers. And I introduced this uh, four-level framework, which I sort of came across from uh, you know someone else. And I've been doing some work in terms of uh, adding to it and really starting to flesh out what, what it means. So once again, always happy to hear your, your thoughts. So feel free to, to leave us some feedback and happy listening. Welcome to the Synergen Leadership Podcast with Julian Carl. Julian speaks with leaders from around Australia to bring you their leadership story and share their insights about being a leader. To further help you build your leadership capability, Julian shares his own insights about leadership and the tools and techniques he uses as a leader. Once again, really happy to be here and share with you another content episode. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is all things customer. Now, for those of you who've been from my programs, you probably know that uh, I often bang on about how I believe we should treat our customers, which is, you know, treat your customer like they're your lover, and which often garners a little bit of uh, a laugh around the room. But I think it really demonstrates the idea that our customers need to be treated well and then we need to think about how we're treating our customers and we need to understand the relationship we have with our customers and so i want to do a couple of things in this episode i want to i want to share with you the journey that i've seen uh this whole idea of customer take and let you know where i think it's going and what and what synergen's doing around that and then i also wanted to follow through and introduce two frameworks which are really going to enable you to have a look at the what you're doing in terms of value and also in terms of give you another model which really looks at you doing a little bit of a diagnostic about how your relationship with your customer is actually going and point you in the right direction about what you could do to improve it. So let's start with this idea of the, the, the journey that, that I think people have been on in, in customer and I think it really started back when everyone was really talking about customer service. We need to focus on customer service, what makes great customer service. And there was a real, real focus about, you know, what's the interaction like if you're in a retail environment? What's the interaction like when someone comes up to the front counter? And if you're in a professional services environment, what's the relationship like when, you know, they ring up, you answer the phone and they have a question? So it was really about this idea of customer service. But then I noticed there was a bit of a shift. And people start talking less about customer service and they start talking about customer satisfaction. Oh, we've got to be focused on customer satisfaction, customer satisfaction. And what that tended to do was make everyone focus on the result, not really focus on the relationship. And it really just became, it didn't, in my view, didn't really last for long. And there was a real push about customer centricity. 
that's and there was all there a lot of this is where I really noticed a lot of uh, visual diagrams being drawn about how we can create a customer centric organization and and how we can make customer the center of what we do and I think you yeah, know the customer centricity thing really started people thinking about the, the true value of customers you hear a lot of people talking about in sales land you hear a lot of people talking about the idea that it takes it's a lot harder to get a new customer than it is to keep an existing one you in sales land also you hear the, the terminology hunter and farmer uh, type language but I think the, the idea that the customer is center is you know it's got some benefit but it also takes away I think in some ways from what from what you're doing as a supplier and right now the big thing is customer experience or CX as it's uh, being thrown around and, and the customer experience methodology from my view is really about you know what's what's that what's that customer journey like and there's things like journey mapping and value mapping and value stream mapping and there's all these different uh, tools out there about how we can focus on the customer experience and these businesses that have been built and created around this idea of customer experience and I think again there's a lot of benefit in thinking about the the customer experience. The thing I probably wanted to share with you is where I think it's going and I think what the next stage is and it's certainly where Synergen Group is really focusing our attention in terms of customer and it's this idea of customer connection. So I'm a big believer that the relationships are a key to your success as a leader. You, you will have heard me use that phrase many, many times before. And the idea of customer connection is that that means that the depth of your relationship with your customers trumps everything else. It trumps if they have a, a negative experience with you. It trumps if they're not necessarily the center of your world. It trumps if you're not necessarily always able to give them the level of satisfaction they need. And it trumps if you're not always able to give them the level of service you need. Because what it does is it focuses you on what's really important. And that is the depth of relationship. Because make no mistake, I believe in customer service, customer satisfaction, customer centricity, and customer experience. I believe that we should be doing everything possible to make sure that the, the, the experience our customers have leads to them being the center and leads to them having a, a satisfied with the outcome and very much getting a high level of service. But where I focus my attention on is this idea of the connection and what can we do to strengthen and deepen the connection with our customers. I was listening to a uh, podcast a little while ago and, and one of the things that the person doing the interviewing said in the bio of the person they were interviewing was that this person had more connections in ASX top 200 than anyone else. So this person had made a very, very clear effort to start to build a relationship with the, each customer. And the customer being the organization in this case, but relationships and connection is very much as well with the individuals. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. I have done a lot of uh, work with a, with a large organization in Australia, trained hundreds of their leaders, and probably recently over the last, I don't know, six to 12 months, there has been a significant change of personnel at that senior executive level. So I'd spent a lot of time building relationships with senior people in the business, building relationships with people throughout the entire business. But when that senior group changed, I noticed a shift. 
and the shift was not necessarily to continue with with, with working with me, but more a decision to stop, evaluate, and think about where where the business wants to go. And I, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. Businesses have to do that all the time. But it was really interesting to think about the fact that I could identify that I didn't have a single connection left in that organisation at that higher level who was in, who was a decision maker. And so well, what it means is where am I? Well, I'm back uh, trying to build connection, trying to start relationships with different people in that organisation. So it's almost as if I've gone backwards a little bit. And so you could say that I should have foreseen that coming and you could say that I should have been building uh, connections wide, more widely, and maybe I should have. But I think what it does do is, is highlight how important it is to have that sense of connection with, with people in the organisation. And so one of the things I wanted to, to do in this episode is introduce you to, first of all, a little framework that you can use to really assess how you're going. And it's one of the frameworks which uh, I deliver in, in some of the customer days, which I do as part of our programs, and something called the Rater Model. And it's a really, really effective little tool, and, I, and you, you may have heard me mention about it before, but I just, I just want to talk about it again. And the first stage of the, the, the Rater Model is this idea of reliability. So how reliable are you at being able to deliver your service to your customers? How reliable are you? Are you always delivering on time? Are you always delivering in full? Do you ever reschedule something? Are you always there? Are you always doing what you need to do? And so I would like you to think about how reliably do you deliver your service? And I'll give you a given example. In, in our business, we need to be 100% reliable. We can't have all people turning up from all around the country to attend a training session and then all of a sudden the trainer doesn't turn up. We don't have that choice. So we're going to make sure that our reliability level is, is always at 100%. Second thing I'd like you to think about in the Raider model is the assurances. So what type of assurances do you provide to your customer that you can actually do what you've got to do? Now, for some people, that's, that's things like getting ISO accreditation or having some sort of quality management system. So there's a couple of things that come into play in Synergy Group. One is we're an RTO, therefore we have government regulator who audits us and, you know, uh, that, that's quite interesting. We've got one of those coming up in, in, a, in a couple of weeks and it's just a way of us being able to say, well, we've been audited and we have to publish this. So we can use that as a way of saying, look, this is what we can do. The other thing you can do in terms of your assurances is provide case studies. You can provide customer testimonials. You can really do a lot of things to demonstrate that you have that capability. You would also talk about the types of training that you do internally to make sure that you're delivering high level of service to your customers. I'd like you to think about your tangibles. So what, what, what does the business look like from the outside in terms of what does the website look like? What do the uniforms look like? What do the offices look like? If you've uh, got a firm that's got cars or trucks or anything driving around, what does that look like? What do the business cards look like? There's so many aspects of tangibles that you can look at. And look, some of them make more sense to focus on than others, and I'll leave you to determine which one it, that is. But it's really important to think about how is your business viewed from the from the outside. I'm happy to share another example with Synergen. Right now, uh, we're doing the next evolution of our, of our website. We think we need to make uh, some change there, so we're doing that. Uh, about a year ago, we rebranded our 
our logos and all those type of things because we felt that we'd outgrown the one that we had before. So it's really about these idea of tangibles. The E in the rater model is this idea of empathy. So what sort of empathy levels are you showing towards your customers? Uh, if they are having trouble paying you, if they are having trouble meeting their side of whatever the relationship is, what sort of empathy levels do you have? If they say they're going to do something and they don't do it because whatever's happened, again, what sort of empathy levels do you have for your customers? So I'm happy to share another example. One of the things that we do in Syngen is sometimes some of our clients want formal credit programs. So they might want a formal qualification in the Cert for in leadership and management. And so one of the things that often happens is we see suddenly in that case, we our customer split has changed a little. We still have a customer as the client, but we also have these customers as the students going through the formal qualification. And one of the things that often happens is they're busy leaders, they've got lots to do, and sometimes they need a little bit extra support in terms of finishing what they need to finish for the qualification. So the team here at Syngen are under, under strict uh, guidance, I suppose, for want of a better phrase, to really do everything they can to support. And if something comes up, to show a bit of empathy to work with the student on finishing that qualification. So the final R in, in the rater model is this idea of responsiveness. So when your customers ring you on the phone, how quickly do you get back to them? When your customer sends you an email, how quickly do you get back to them? And so this is really going to depend on, on the type of role you're in. Uh, some people have very much customer-facing roles. That's all they do. Other people are, are sort of slightly more removed. So I'm going to ask you to think about when you do have any interaction with your customer, how do you respond? How quickly do you respond? Are you a 9 out of 10? Are you a 10 out of 10? One of the good things about the Rater model is it allows you to also step into the customer shoe when you're a customer because you're a consumer. You go and buy things. You buy houses, you buy cars, you buy dryers, you buy groceries, you buy clothes, you buy watches. The list goes on about what you buy. And I would imagine that each one of those things comes into play, whether it's conscious or not, in terms of how you go through your buying experience. So this is what I'd like you to do. Just a quick little activity. I'd like you to grab a piece of paper and I'd like you to write down those five things down the left-hand side. Reliability, assurances, tangibles, empathy, responsiveness. Then what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to score yourself between 0 and 10 for each one. So reliability, you might say you're a 10. Assurances, you might say you're an 8. Tangibles might be a 9. Empathy might be a 4. Responsiveness might be a 2. Whatever, whatever that is. Okay? And then what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to identify one thing for each of those areas that you might be able to improve on. So, for example, if it's your tangibles and you notice that you know your office is messy and you have people coming through, customers coming through, well, maybe what you could do is clean the office. If you have, um, what's your website looking like in terms of your tangibles? You think about that story about Lindsay Fox, who is notorious for wanting all the Lind Fox trucks super clean. And the story goes that one day he's driving down the freeway and he saw a dirty truck and he rings the depot and says, hey, I don't care what's on that truck, get it off the road, get it cleaned and then dispatch it again. So there's really a lot of things you can do 
to, to try to address some of these issues. Now, once you've come up with one thing for each of the five, what I'd like you to do is choose one of the five because this ties into another concept which I've really been focusing on personally myself this year. And it's this idea of focus on just one thing. So you've got five things you could do, five areas you could focus on there. I'm like asking you to think about just one, just one you could focus on. And it might be your your uh, assurances. So what sort of assurances could you provide? And so you come up with your one thing, what's your action plan for doing it? What's your action plan for doing it? And go out and do that. Be aware of the others, but focus on delivering just that one thing. Now, if you deliver just one thing across any any one of those five, what I'm confident in saying to you is that your connection with your customer, connection with your customer, will start to develop deeper. It will start to strengthen. It will start to build. And one of the things you can do to really emphasize that is you can actually have the conversation with your customer about what you're doing. For example, if you were talking about assurances and you decided that you were going to, you know, run a training program for in customer connection for your um, frontline people, you would be ringing your customer or your biggest customers or however many customers you want to say, look, just want to let you know. We're really focused on, on providing a better level of service and, and really thinking about your customer experience. And so one of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting all our frontline staff through a customer connection workshop and see how they respond to that. I can tell you now that one of the things they're going to respond is in a very positive way because they'll feel as though it's something happening for, which is really going to benefit them and it demonstrates your commitment to them. So choose your one thing. Focus on that one thing and see what happens in terms of your connection. The second framework that I wanted to introduce to you in this idea of building that customer connection is, is a model which sort of I, I came across by an author called Anthony Anarino. And I, again, I was listening to him on a podcast. So uh, not only am I a podcast host, but I'm a voracious listener, as you know. And I really really like this model in terms of thinking about the level of value that you add to your customers because quite often we talk about you know what's our value proposition what's our unique selling proposition and you know why should customers choose to work with us and there's all these different uh, viewpoints on this and I think one of the things that this resonated with me is it gave it gave a, a sense of well there are four levels these are the four levels these are the things you need to be thinking about at each level and and if you can do this, imagine where you would be. So I have started doing a little bit of work in terms of that, but I've, I've added a little bit to it because I think that there's a direct correlation between the time that you have a customer and also the trust and connection that you build. And so, so let me explain. The first level of, of value that you can add is your product. Now, even if you're a service industry, I'd like you to think about how you turn your service into a product. How is it how you turn into a product? Now, your product has to have certain things. Your product needs to be the best on the market. Let's start there. So the best level of value that you can offer to your client, your customer, is that your product is the best on the market. I'll give you an example. One of the things that we would seem to be doing a lot of at the moment in Synergen is, is there's, a, there's a, a refocus, I suppose, 
from some of our customers about this idea of doing the uh, Cert Four in uh, leadership and management qualification. So it's one of our it's one of our um, passions. We, we we really like it. But one of the things we've really started doing is, is is looking at that from a product point of view and saying, well, if if that's a product and it is a service that we provide, but I'd like you to view it as a product. If this is a product, what do we need to do to make it the best in the marketplace? What do we need to do to make it the best in the marketplace? So that means that we need to have a little bit of a sense about what's going on in the marketplace. So I can tell you now that around Australia, there are over 500 organisations who are offering that qualification. So you could say that I, that there's, I have 500 competitors. So the reality is that I don't. And there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, some of those might be uh, community organisations. They might be not-for-profit RTOs. They might be uh, internal uh, enterprise RTOs. There's a whole range of reasons. They might be the TAFEs. So really what I need to do and what I have done is zeroed in on who are the ones that are direct competitors, so private RTOs like us for-profit who uh, do, do what we do in terms of a workplace. And then having a sense of what they're doing, have a look at what we're doing. So what does our product look like in terms of its duration? What does our product look like in terms of its facilitators? What does our product look like in terms of how it's viewed by our customers? What outcomes does our product deliver? You know, how do we package it? How do we market it? How do we deliver it? How good is it? What's the completion rate like? So these are all the different things that we, we, we work through to really make sure that we're focusing just in on the product side of that particular qualification. Now, let's take an example of where you have an organization that just engages us. So imagine they're just engaging us right now. The reality is we haven't spent a lot of time with them. So we can't really offer them more value at that point bar this idea of product. And the trust and connection, because I would like you to think of this as a X and Y axis, that down the bottom you have time and on the uh, vertical you have trust and connection. They trust us a little bit because they gave us the opportunity to demonstrate our product. But you, you couldn't say there's a deep level of trust. And so you've got this little corner down the bottom, labeled product. It's, we think it's best in market, but we need to do more. We need to do more. And so we go to the second level of value, which is this idea of experience. Now, the experience that our customers have when they come through our program. Now, remember, our program is our product. So what's the experience which sits all around it? So when they ring up and they speak to Adriana from our office, what's the experience that they have when they deal with Adriana? If they get an email from me, what's the experience they have when they deal with me. They deal with Meredith, who's one of the assessor for one of our programs. What's the experience they have here? So there's all these experiences going around which are going to contribute to people's overall sense of what the product is. Is it easy to do business with us? And so you imagine what happens if we have a potential student who really likes our product but then has a, an experience which isn't a positive one. Even though the product's really good, the experience outweighs it. And so that's why you need to focus on the experience at the second level of value. Now, if you think about your X and Y axis again, remember this, that you now have more time spent with that particular customer. 
what is happening is because you're there having such a good experience around this amazing product that you've developed, the trust and connection starts to build. And so now I'd like to introduce you to the third level of value. And this is really about outcomes and results. What outcomes and results do your do the, your customers get as they go through your product, which is wrapped around by a wonderful experience, what sort of outcomes and results do they get? Now, in our programs, one of the one of the the obvious outcomes and results is that they get a formal qualification. Now, I'm very proud of the fact that Synergen Group is roughly tracking at about 83% in terms of completion rates for that particular qualification, so for in leadership and management. Now, that far outweighs the industry average. It far outweighs the online average, and that's one of the results. That's not necessarily the only result that our customer is looking for in terms of the, 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 the business. They're looking for a change in leadership. They're looking for uh, their people to be able to have a difficult conversation. They're looking uh, for their people to be able to communicate more effectively. So what are the things we do is we start to collect case studies and testimonials. We start to speak to the business about what are you noticing for the people that are going through the program. And so imagine now that you're delivering value at this particular level, that you're able to deliver results for both, in our case, for customers and the students. Imagine again what's happening in terms of time. You're now spending more time with them, and as you're spending more time with them, the trust level's going up. The connection is going up because they see that not only are you getting these results and these outcomes, but you're also very easy to do business with, and the experience of doing business with you is very good, and they've got full confidence at the product is the best in market. So imagine what your business is going to look like. Imagine what your leadership and your customer relationship is going to look like if you're able to deliver value at least across those three areas. But there's one more, and it's this idea of a strategic partner. And imagine this. As you're spending more time with your customers, you've got a higher level of connection, which then enables you to share with them stuff that they may not necessarily know, stuff that they may not necessarily be aware of. This is where you're starting to provide insight. This is where you're starting to provide them with true value. Literally right now, this morning, as I'm recording this podcast in our office, we have a, uh, a guy. He's a, he's a dude. He's come up the stairs and he's brought up a big new uh, photocopying machine for us. And one of the reasons we've got this brand new photocopying machine is we've been involved with that organization for three years. And what they've done is they've come to us and said, hey, you've been with us three years. Would you like an upgrade? And if you do get the upgrade, this is what it's going to mean because we've analyzed all your usage. We know exactly how many color copies you print. We know this. We know that. We know your toner. We know all those things. And we think that if we do this, 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 and this, that's going to provide you with more value. Now, if you look at it, I'm very comfortable with the with the experience. Their product is, you know, either, it, I wouldn't go as far as say it's best on market because I haven't done the full research in it, but it's at least comparative to what's best on market. It delivers us the results and the outcome that we're looking for. It's it's good print quality. It's uh, you know it's always very reliable. But now because they've been with us three years or we've been with them three years. You could say that they're starting to view themselves as our strategic partner, starting to come out to us and tell us what ways we can improve and what, what could be better for us. That's a conversation as a customer that I want to hear. And so if you look at now what we've gone, you've, you've gone your X and Y axis, you've got your time spent down the bottom, 
as you've gone along each of these four levels of value. Imagine what's happening to your trust and connection up the left-hand side when you get to being a strategic partner, when you get to say to your customers, hey, did you know whatever that is? And strategic partner doesn't necessarily mean that you're always trying to sell them something. Sometimes it's about providing insight. Sometimes it's about trying to share with them something that you've come across which they may not know. Because remember, the strategic partner is in their view. It's not your view, it's their view. And so I'd really like you to uh, think about this in a couple of ways. First is feel like an activity more so. I want you to get your notepad out. You've already done the little rater exercise. I'd like you to think about your products. If you've got multiple products, I'd like you to choose one. And I'd like you to list down all the reasons why it's the best on market. And I'm not talking about price because if you're if you're only best on market because of price, you're not best in market. So what makes your product the best? And then I'd like you to think about what could you do to improve that product? So it could be that you say, oh, you know, our, our product you know, breaks after two years or whatever it might be. Well, then what can you do to make sure your product doesn't break after two years? If you're in a service industry and, you, and you've been able to package your service as well, what, what is there anything that you can add in to make that service, to make that product even more valuable. So I'd like you to think of that first. Then I'd like you to go away and think about, well, if someone buys that product, what's the experience like? What's the experience like in terms of the buying process, in terms of the user process, in terms of the ongoing relationship? I'd like you to start thinking about that. And then I'd like you to do the third part of the activity is starting to think about what results do they get when they go through this, when they use our product? What are the results? Because the results are really what people are interested in. The results are what people are interested in. The results are why people are engaging you, why your customer is engaging because they want a result. So you need to be clear about what outcomes and results your service, your product brings. And then the fourth thing I'd like you to do is just think about what sort of insights could you offer? What sort of insights could you offer your your uh, customers. I'll, I'll give you an example. One of our biggest customers, we started off doing a leadership program with them. Then very quickly, we started doing a presenting with impact program with them. Then very quickly, we started doing a safety program with them. Then an environmental program with them. We're talking about doing sales with them. We've done strategy with them. We've done toolbox presentations. And what's happens is they see us as their partner. And so they ask us the question, can you do this? We'll be doing some lean with them coming up soon. So what what can you do to be seen as a strategic partner? Now, you are not going to be strategic partner in month one of your relationship. You're just not. Remember, time spent, demonstrate your ability to build trust and connection. So you've got to have that time spent, the time in the game. So... You got you got you got some homework to do to think about how where you're placed in terms of the the four levels of value. You've got some homework to do in terms of your rate of model and really looking about what you can do to improve um, you, the the customer experience, the customer satisfaction, the customer connection. And I'd really, if if nothing else, I'd really like you to be able to send me through uh, an email or, or or a LinkedIn message telling me about what this episode in particular because it's one of my biggest passions is this idea of customer what what have you done with this what have you done and what's been the result because you know my promise is that if you actually go through and do these exercises your customers are going to be happier with you your customers 
are going are gonna to be more solid with you. The relationship with your customers is going to strengthen and deepen. And we all know how important customers are to, to, to any business. So that pretty much uh, wraps up this, this content episode. Trust there's been some value in it for you. As always, would really like to hear feedback. So if you want to leave a review, that'd be great. Or shoot me through an email, julian at synergengroup.com.au. Or hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty obvious or easy to find there. And uh, stay tuned for next episode because next episode is our final one of season one for 2018. So it's going to be a little bit different again. So until then, happy listening. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Synergy Leadership Podcast. I trust you found it interesting. A couple of things. If you could go online and leave a review of the podcast, that would be great. Really help us in uh, spreading awareness of the podcast. Happy for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. And if you want to shoot me through an email, julian at synergygroup.com.au. See you next time.